Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from Long Island, New York, the best wrestling podcast in the world, Joseph Crush, Nikki Noodles, Bad News Canali, and Nick Jersey, the Wrestling Journal Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 51 of the Wrestling Journal Podcast brought to you by WrestleBuzz at WrestleBuzz on Instagram, at WrestleBuzz with three Zs on Twitter. Get us on TikTok too, at WrestleBuzz. Um, is that Joseph Crush? What's up, boys? What's going on? NJ3. Looking fly on that island, that remote island of yours, back in the island. What's going on? Hey, man, you know how it is. The sun is out. I'm here, and let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. <laughs> No one does it better. Nikki <laughs> Noodles going uh, faceless today. What's up, bud? You all right? What's up, bro? I'm all right. I'm all right. Missed, missed the makeup room this morning? He's probably, she's probably shirtless over there. Ooh. No, no. Not not showing off the, the two-pack yet. <laughs> uh, well, I got a keg. You can see it if you want. Uh, oh, you got a six-pack. Just got a little bit of ice on top. That's all. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I like that. Uh, that's yeah. really good. Bad news, Tom Canale. What's good, bro? Yeah, much going on, boys. You got a lot of stuff this week, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. We had a, we had a rough week, but before that, guys, uh, if you're not subscribed to us, uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music, wherever you can find podcasts. Uh, make sure you're subscribed there. Uh, if you're on Apple product, give us a five star rating and a uh, leave a comment of sorts. It helps us out greatly. Uh, before we get into uh, the stuff that happened this week, here's a word from our sponsor, Paper Champion. Do you love fantasy sports and professional wrestling? Of course you do. So join Paper Champion. It's free to play, win real prizes, gifts, trophies, and more. Signups for Season 5 are currently underway. Do you have what it takes to be the next Paper Champion? If so, contact us at kfabecup at gmail.com. Once again, that is kfabecup at gmail.com. Paper Champion. Fantasy wrestling done right. All right, boys. The site's rolling. It's not. It's not available yet, but it's rolling. I may or may not have a behind-the-scenes look at it. It's a doozy. Can't wait. I'm. I'm fucking stoked. Uh, hey, you're a beta not, tester, right? You're beta testing yeah, them right official, now. Official beta tester. Um. So we'll see. Uh, signups. I believe they may be up. I don't know. If you haven't signed up, you may have missed the, the option for season five. I got to confirm with the uh, the CEO there. Um, but I'm excited for season five. I don't believe I came out on top. The, the results weren't uh, let in yet, but I had a rough WrestleMania for Paper Champion, rough. let me tell you. Very rough. I mean, you picked Drew Lashley. I mean, uh, Bobby Lashley. Uh, Drew McIntyre with Bobby Lashley. I got the two mixed up. <laughs> yeah. I told Drew you. Lashley. Drew Lashley. I also, picked, do it. I also picked the fiend. That's not yeah, there. Yeah. We'll get to that. Nah, I think we all did. I think, I think we all did on did. that one. That I, was a swerve. I, I was hoping you were going to ease into that one and not get yeah. me hot right out the gate. We're, <laughs> we're, we're just casually talking. We'll get into it in more detail uh, shortly. I'm still um, not over that. But a story that almost overtook WrestleMania weekend. Mm. Tommy, we got some bad news. Long time in a while since we heard you. What's going on? I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Yeah, bad news. Uh, on uh, Thursday, uh, one year to the day, WWE decided to release a bunch of superstars. And these superstars are some pretty big names. I mean, you got, you know, the Iconics, even though they weren't the Iconics anymore, Payne Royce and Billy Kay. 
And he had some, you know, whatever. Yeah, Wesley Blake and um, Tucky. Uh, Tucky, yeah, I got him. And then the big name that I think shocked every single one of us when you, Joseph, sent it to us was Samoa Joe. And we're all mm. like, what the fuck? So, I mean, and from what I read, <clears throat> excuse me, a few weeks ago, he asked him, hey, I want to start wrestling again. And they wouldn't clear him. So, I guess maybe they sort of ride on the wall with him and say, if he's not going to be wrestling, maybe he's going to be, you know, I'm going to say a miserable guy around here, but maybe they just wanted to, you know, have to be a reason for it because, I mean, Samoa Joe, I mean, the guy could have had an amazing run here. And unfortunately, injuries and concussions and whatnot, you know, hampered him. But, I mean, it just, I think it was a huge mistake. I think the guy could have been so much more here, but see where he ends up. But, you know, sucks for all those people that got released. And just, you know, bloody Thursday is what it was, unfortunately, again. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, uh, first off, it sucks for everyone that got, that was involved as it did last year, April fifteenth mm-hmm. to the day, which is yeah. the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, it's almost like a gimmick, and it's kind of scary that they would even like you would you kind of I feel like you should realize that and that maybe not do it on the same day because then it looks more like something Vince would do in just from his history. Um, but it sucks, man. All these people that did get released, uh, like you said, especially Samoa Joe, for us as fans, one of the more shocking ones. All right, if not the, the the biggest shock out of them all, uh, I wasn't aware. I, maybe you sent an article. I didn't read the whole thing. I wasn't aware he actually requested to come back, and they didn't clear mm-hmm. him. I had a feeling it was something like that. To be mm-hmm. honest, like he he. Well, first of all, we were very uh, very hopeful that once we didn't see him on Raw, which we'll get into, that uh, he was going to show back up in a in a physical presence. But uh, clearly, that's not the case. So that, one of the things I did think I was just kind of like brainstorming, like why he would be re- one of the guys released is that he requ- he would request he wanted to, he was he wanted to come back and they couldn't clear him. So he's like, all right, just let me go then, because what's the point of me being here? He he clearly doesn't want to be an announcer full time forever. Not many people do. I heard it. You know, he's, he's mad good at it. Though, he's, he's, he's great. He's great. And <laughs> I, I'm sure he knows that. But maybe at this current time. Uh, his body's not ready to give up on what he loves to do most. So I, I respect of course, that. I'm sure he doesn't have many years left. You know what I mean? So he's probably trying to get everything out of it. That's still yeah. remaining. And he may go, and this is maybe one of my, my opinions. Cause he didn't have that. Like his run was long and, and not long, but it was, it was big enough to, to talk about. And um, even though he, he did seek some injuries, but I think he may go, he, may go down as one of the, the biggest guys not to have a, a main title run that should have. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to compare him to, like, Mr. Perfect, Razor, uh, Razor Ramon, Rick Rude stuff, but, like, mm-hmm. he's definitely going to be talked about as one of those guys that was in WWE that should have had a title run that didn't. Um, he was unfortunately a part of the uh, the Lesnar run of sorts and the Reigns, and those two guys were just over everyone else. Um, Jerry, I just want to get your opinion on, on everything that happened, man. I mean, it just, it just sucks. Year to the it's day. terrible. It was, um, what was the total? Nine, right? Do we have the, do we have the full list of uh, superstars uh, released? I think we had Mickey James on there, Tucker. Yeah. Mickey James, um, Tucker, Peyton, uh, Billy, Billy, Samoa Joe, Bo Dallas, Wesley Blake. Um, that's seven. Oh, Kalisto. Kalisto. And, Kalisto. Kalisto and Chelsea Green. And Chelsea, Chelsea Green. Green dude, yeah. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a longer, you know, a little longer list of some potential futures that we thought we're going to be a part of the, you know, the landscape like Chelsea Green. We thought, you know, she debuted on SmackDown. She got hurt and we never saw her again. And I think that's like a huge missed opportunity with her character. Um, I mean, Samoa Joe hits home for all of us. I mean, sure. I, I was watching Samoa Joe back in the TNA days and the stuff he did over oh, there he was with, one of the best AJ. in the world. You're absolutely right. Oh my God. Oh, it, it just incredible. It was breathtaking. I pray to the day that he would show up on my TV screen. And when he did, it just felt so surreal. 
And to watch what he did in NXT and the feuds that he had, I mean, with the Finn Balor feuds and even the really short stint that he had on the main roster with some of his matches, I mean, I just, I hate sitting here and thinking like, what could have been? That's like one of the worst things as a wrestling fan, like to sit here and ask yourself, man, what could have been? And someone like Samoa Joe, like really hits home to you for that. Yeah. And with the women's division on the main roster, sometimes being extremely poorly mishandled, inserting someone like Chelsea Green could have been a lot of fun. Um, and we never got the chance. Surprisingly, we didn't even see her much down in NXT. Like she had such a quick run down oh, there. I didn't know what run. kind of gimmick they were going to run with her. So it was like for, I, I was surprised at her move up to the main roster that quick out of everybody. Like, so I, I wish we would have got to see more of her down in NXT, which is unfortunate to me. Um, but they, they kind of dropped the ball on that one. And I hate to say it. NXT yeah. doesn't normally drop the ball, but she has a very unique, good look. And she could actually, she can do something in the ring. She could have been something if they would have right. a, a lot of hype behind yeah. her too, man. Exactly. And with Peyton and Billy, I mean, you know, we love them being funny. We love them doing their thing, you know, in a division where you need tag teams and where it lacks, you had two girls that really worked well as a tag team. They may not be main event stars or two of them, but it's okay. Not every person on the roster needs to be a, a championship caliber main event WrestleMania person. Um, you can have good contributors, like a good team. And you had two girls right there that were great together. Guys, they gave him a, a, a women's tag title win at wrestlemania yeah. there clearly was some sort of like something behind them what yeah i mean we can, we can go back to question yeah we go back to we were there yeah Chris. <laughs> um we were we can question why they broke them up to begin with but now we can question why they released them i mean like billy was kind of like funny and like i mean she was definitely funny but like she was kind of a, an, a character that we saw every week on smackdown and i mean there's reasons obviously reasons where we'll never know why this happened well, question didn't they just get a billion dollar deal didn't uh yeah. didn't they get all this money la like last year from saudi like wh why are they making budget cuts but it's a it's a billion dollar company i'll never know we'll never know as fans we can make well, some of the people in that nine make sense right yeah. I, I i i can understand like mickey james is at a point where it's like we love her we love all she did but maybe she's not a part of the day-to-day -day, like the everyday product okay you can understand that. Maybe hire her in like a special advisor role, consultant for the girls. Tucker wasn't doing nothing. Yeah, it was. Uh, but that's not his no, fault, though. Like, yeah. didn't I know, like but like the second they split him up, you yeah, know, Otis was, was going to yeah. be the one to go yeah. off. Joe, no disrespect to you, of course. Unfortunately, we haven't seen Bo Dallas on TV in years. Unfortunately. You know what I mean? So you can understand some of the cuts, but then some of the other ones you can't. It's hard to kind of, you know, sit with. Yeah. So I get Bo Dallas. I mean, my, my man has been on TV since 2019. Yeah. Can't, even, just can't even believe that that's getting, that's getting a solid paycheck though yeah for sure sitting at home but uh i mean but <laughs> on the farm yeah, on the farm lived, lived yeah. so yeah. unbelievable he's got a better gig there i think yeah and then <laughs> someone, i think there was a report that came out that said he wanted to get into real estate anyway but apparently he's been in the in backstage these past few weeks on smackdown and even he was backstage at wrestlemania but just not ready to do anything um they remember i don't know if even if we got into talking about it but there was speculation that he was actually the fiend mm. the burnt fiend clearly not boys yeah <laughs> um but i mean it just it's 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 interesting like a day uh a year to the day later and it's some of the some of the questions we'll never never have answers for it's stuff that as fans we don't really have a right to i guess like we don't need to know why they did it right i mean i we we can be upset about like the joe thing we can be upset about the chelsea green thing and then all the whoever else you want to feel sorry about but i mean it just happens it's a billion dollar company and they got it sometimes people can't stick around forever so
And who knows if they maybe some people like Andrade they wanted to leave anyway. So who knows? Um, speculation is going to come up now. Where is everyone going to going to going to head all on AEW? Yeah, I think the day is July fourteenth. Uh, a good day is uh, it's Tommy's birthday. Um, great day, great day. Uh, that they're all going to be able to sign somewhere else. Um, what pay per view is that month? I don't know. I and are we up. having a, are they going to have a casino battle Royal match where they're going to have a couple <laughs> mystery <laughs> yeah. people in there? Cause you can just fill in the blanks right now. Well, let's be honest, <laughs> right? Like without getting into too much detail, Samoa Joe and Chelsea green, the really the main ones that we're worried about where they go. Right. I can see Joe, AEW. I can see Joe, new Japan, to be honest. Mm, um, true. We're not, we're not too savvy on new Japan and everyone that's over there, but a lot of matchups that uh, people are screaming for dream matchups with him and people over there, but AEW would be great as well. It's not, it's an American soil. We get to see it every week. So like biasly, I'd like him to see, go, see him go to AEW. Chelsea green has her fiance an impact has her best friend an impact has a history and impact it may be the writing may be on the wall there so and they have a great schedule over there too so uh we'll see what happens um i'm excited to see what's what's in the future for everyone that was involved maybe some guys come back maybe it was just like a, a, like last time like a, a drake maverick situation where he was released and then he came back we'll, we'll see what happens but uh just unfortunate that it happens more than once and you know you don't like to see it happen but uh Tom, as Tommy called it, it was Bloody Thursday, and we'll see. Maybe next year will be Black Friday. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, we did have WrestleMania this weekend, guys, uh, and it was fun. I had a lot of fun. Two nights, uh, three three and a half hours per show. I'll take it. I mean, I know next year they're they're really pushing to one seven night. hours of yeah. wrestling. <laughs> But it's, it's better split. It's Woo. better split in two days than having it for one night, like the last time we went there. Plus the pre-shows. <laughs> plus the brutal. pre-shows. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that was a long night. That was a long night. So a night that gave us, or the first, the first night that gave us uh, rain delays, hmm. in-ring debuts, title changes, big moments. Uh, I just want to go roundtable and ask you guys what your. Uh, we'll start off, Tommy. What was your um, your favorite match? Of the, actually, let's do the whole weekend. Fuck it. Not even just night one. What, what was your favorite match of the whole weekend? Favorite match? I got to go to main event of night two. I mean, the triple threat match. Okay. I, it, was, it was everything I wanted it to be. You know, you had, you know, being triple day, you know, you had the uh, steel chairs and whatnot and crazy spots on the outside and everything. So, yeah, I, I give it that. And the way it ended was just like, wow, okay, that's pretty freaking cool how, how Reigns ended up winning it and everything. So, it was very cool to see. So I'll give that my my favorite match of Mania. Yeah, I think mine was the triple threat as well. I think it, uh, you guys could chime in too. I think Reigns cemented his uh, his dominance as the guy that's going to be champion for a little bit here. Um, when you pin two guys in that fashion that was awesome. on that stage, yeah. that is one of the biggest mic drop moments I can remember in recent history. That was just, incredible. Whoever I thought of that is a fucking genius, by the way. Yeah. I sat there just like in awe. My mouth, my jaw was to the ground. I'm like, perfection wow, that that just happened he is the best <laughs> and he pinned two of the best like yeah. one of, one of the of greatest ever do time. to ever yeah. do first ballot hole <laughs> well we have one hall of famer and another first ballot hall of famer it, it was it just made so much sense to have him do that and but we didn't even think about it but it was like i know yeah it was it was it was great man um Nikki knows just, I mean, you may run in the same boat here. What was your favorite match of the weekend? I mean, that was, I mean, that of course was, but to me, and one that really stood out to me is I really, really enjoyed Sheamus and Matt Riddle. 
I oh, thought yeah, it was dude. I thought it was yeah. very well done. The finish with the bro kick on the on the flip on the moonsault was just fucking fantastic. And, and those blocking. guys are two two of the best wrestlers. Yeah, he took one right in the mouth. He, yeah. Right in the mush. <laughs> and I was very happy for Sheamus because he's been putting in incredible work over the last year. And you know, he deserved a little bit of uh, clout for you know all he's done, especially with some of the bigger feuds. Absolutely, man. And I, I feel like he'll bring prominence to that US title. Not that Riddle didn't, but I think it'll it, the respect that Sheamus has been getting over the past few months, it's it's gonna get some respect behind it. Uh NJ3, and Bianca Belair, of course. Shout out yeah, oh, yeah, big yeah, win on cool. you know, headline and uh on first night of mania was remarkable. Yeah. Well, that's a perfect segue for me because that is my was my favorite match of nice, mania, just because sure. uh, I knew yeah. <laughs> I knew that Roman, Brian, and Edge were gonna deliver. Like, let's be quite honest. We knew that was gonna happen. You got those three guys in there, you're gonna get magic, right? So I, I don't want to say like I wasn't surprised, I, I expected it. But for Bianca and Sasha, right, um, this was a, this was a special moment. Um, Bianca hasn't been on this large of a stage ever in her career, right? Sasha's had the ability to main event pay-per-views, NXTs, Hell in a Cells, first evers. But you've, you're doing it with Charlotte. You're doing it with Bailey. You know, you're doing it with Becky and Charlotte. You're doing a lot of these things with these girls that you've had this chemistry with and this friendship with and, and this bond with. No disrespect. This is not a uh, knock on Bianca. This, you haven't had that time to build that chemistry on this platform. And it looked like you guys have worked together for decades. That performance that they put on in that main event, those moments when they took in the crowd mm-hmm. and the adulation of, of being these two. This was the very, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, Tom, I know you're a stack guy. This is the first singles women's main event in WrestleMania history. Because I think the first main event women WrestleMania history was a triple threat back mm-hmm. at yeah, back in Jersey. Two years ago. Two years ago. Um, yeah. But this is the first time it was just a single women's main event without getting into, obviously, other specifics. We'll, we'll leave it right there for now because we don't want a wrestling show. Um, Cole, Cole said it. We, I mean, we could, you could address it. it was the first time two black women ever main event to WrestleMania as well. Yeah. Cole well, said I, it on, you know, online, on TV. So, he I mean, did. He did. But he's Michael Cole. You know, I'm not up to that status yet. I'm working on right. it. got about it's, 20 years to put in. It's a big deal, man. It's it's yeah. a cultural thing. That's I mean, things are going on. Now, we don't have to. Obviously, we're not getting into politics and all that bullshit. But, I mean, it's a, it's a time where the shit matters to people. So, if people are happy it. does. It, We'd be happy about it but you know what's great for me and i i'm not just saying this to say it like i didn't look at it like they were two black women i just looked at it and we got some we got these two girls that are fantastic at what they do gonna steal the show and two of the best wrestlers in the world special yeah. and i loved it man dude uh, you know sasha plays this perfect heel character mm-hmm. bianca would seem to make sense as a heel but I, I embrace her as a face. Like, I'm okay with it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, her her character, her ways, the EST, the whip in the hair, the, everything. But, like, when she smiles, it's like, all right, I can see she's like a face character. Like, Yo, she, it, it, it makes sense. She's a combination. And I don't know even know if this makes sense right now at the point. Like, because she has such a young career. Like, a combination of Sasha and Charlotte. And I don't think you could hybrid any other two competitors. Oh God. Ever, like, what a compliment you paid right there. Know. Well, I think you look at her physical, abil- her physical ability and then her her character, too, is kind of very Sasha-esque. Where you could see her being a baby, uh, a baby face and a heel. Like, her... She can turn into a heel just like that, which is I think is what they look for in a in a the people that have the it thing is them yeah. being able to flip on, on a switch. And just to jump ahead a little bit, I'm not sure if you saw uh, SmackDown last night. She had like her little uh, championship celebration, dude. I mean, it was just like it made she's she's great, man. She's gonna be a fucking star. I think we've said it so many times. I just I'm very happy for her uh, winning, and it's just a, a changing guard, man. I mean, it's the, the 
you could say ad nauseum, but the future is now like legitimately her and Rhea winning the, the mm. women's championships. What a change. We've been asking for what a moment. An, an upgrade in this women's division on, on the main roster. And we have two brand new champions that are a very young age. So I think it's, it's good for us for the future. Absolutely. I agree more, man. I, yeah. I loved it. I love that match. So stick Jersey, we'll stick with you just cause you're talking uh you're, I mean, you may have even just hit on it there. So what, what was your most, like your biggest moment of the weekend? Maybe not your favorite match, but like a moment that happened to you that maybe stuck out. Well, to be quite honest, and you guys might laugh at this is I had no idea that bad bunny was going to put on the performance that he did. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You can, when you have a celebrity in a mixed tag match or just a regular tag match or whatever you want to say, you always know that the other wrestlers going to be on to carry the match. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think Bad Buddy spent more time in the ring than Damian Priest did that match. It certainly felt like it. I I agree. (laughs) And when that happens Mm -hmm. and the moves he pulled off, I mean, that Canadian destroyer on the outside. That was insane. That that simultaneous um, Falcon was – I forget that one move. Falcon Arrow. It was Falcon Arrow, right? Are you kidding me? Uh Canadian what? Destroyer. Oh, you said Canadian Destroyer, right? Yeah. Dude, on the outside of Morrison, how Wild. clean that was. Dude, his cell jobs. All right, so sometimes he sold it like a little bit too much because he fell a little too early on a couple things. But, dude, when you're on a stage with 25-plus thousand with Miz and Morrison, who are decades of experience, dude, my hat off to you, man. Bad Bunny, you can come back anytime you want and, yeah. and, and give me some effort like that. Even Orton, we know Orton's view on everything. He even came out and considered him a a WWE superstar. He's not just a celebrity anymore. He considers him like one of the guys. Like the work he put in and everything, I think it was, uh, they took it as a respect thing. So I think that's pretty cool, man. He definitely, listen, I went in, you always go into a a celebrity debut or a match and like with hesitation, but he definitely over, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Over Over delivered. uh, Over delivered, yeah. Oh my God, did he ever. His passion and love for wrestling though really really comes out. And that's that's what you want with so many celebrities when they come in. Not just the ones who come in for a quick paycheck because, you know, they want ratings, but this guy genuinely loves wrestling. You got to respect that. Absolutely, man. I mean, he, um, and I'll take, and I, I like that Logan Paul little stunner too. That was that, that felt pretty. The crowd cool. loved that shit. Too. Yeah, that awesome. that. Man, Bunny did more in that match than fucking Lesnar did in his last five matches. So, <laughs> he really did. Think about Tommy, it. hot take, bro. I mean, come on, really hot. Tommy, you got a problem with Lesnar? Tommy's best. I'm just saying, he left and right here. You know, he comes in, he suplex, he does this, and that's it. I mean, come on. He got paid a lot though. So. Oh yeah, but, I mean, uh, who had the but, better debut, Jersey? Pat McAfee or Bad Bunny? Ooh, wow. Oh God, what a tough, question! Man. That's oh, fucked man. up. I, I saw you put that. I saw you put that on Twitter, man. That was really hard. Pat McAfee, you know what? Blue, he, Bad Unfortunately, Bunny it's away. gonna. I mean, the Bad Bunny moments may stick out a little bit bigger just because it was on a larger stage. But Pat McAfee having a one-on-one singles match with arguably one of the best wrestlers going yeah. right now, Adam Cole, has to be the bigger wrestling moment debut. But Bad Bunny did it on a bigger stage with a bigger audience. So and, that's just going to stick out a little bit more. And you got to give credit to Bad Bunny because Pat already had the... Uh, is, a, is a legit athlete. Athlete, yeah. yeah so yeah. it's a, it may have been a little easier for him. And a he's, professional trained, he's trained prior. like it wasn't At the just, highest level. Yeah, yeah. so... Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, they both just... Well done by WWE and NXT for bringing in two guys off the street. Not off the street, but you know what I mean? Like, not in the yeah. wrestling world and made them, do, like produced that put on a show yeah absolutely. absolutely it was great um nicky noodles favorite moment of the weekend oof anything that was that was i was up there to be honest i, I, I yeah. piggybacking off jerseys was pretty good because it wasn't like i thought he could do it but i wasn't expecting that at all and it was it was top notch cool i agree tommy 
My favorite, it wasn't even a match. It was when they all, all the wrestlers came out on the stage. Fuck I was gonna say it. And Vince came out, and I mean, you know, looking like a monster that he is, fucking 70 plus years old. And he goes, you know, we're going through, we've been going through this horrible pandemic and to have you back type of thing. And he said, Welcome to WrestleMania. I was like, Oh man, that's, that's fucking awesome. Dude, yeah, I, I got me pretty jacked up. I too, think, yeah. I think that was, <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite moment, like moment of the weekend, just seeing that. Like him, like, I don't know, him saying, Welcome to WrestleMania. I don't think he's done that. Oh, yeah. WrestleMania yeah. three. I don't even know. Yeah. Like, yeah. I haven't heard him say it, but uh, I mean, shit, dude. He's but he's he's looking good, but he's looking seventy five. Whatever. Oh yeah, man. But he's a fucking beast, though, man. Yeah, he is a beast. Yeah. Insane. Jeez. Take it, take it back a little bit, Vince. Don't, don't. <laughs> I don't want to see you croak on the fucking stage there, buddy. Um. All right, let's let's address the uh, the hot the hot take here. Noodles. Yeah. What was your least favorite moment of the weekend? <laughs> The disaster that was the Fiends and Randy Orton match. My God. The absolute worst. It almost made me turn off Mania for the first time in my entire life. That's how disappointed I was. You got Joey so pissed off when you when you dropped that line in the chat. He was like, shut your mouth. It's the first match. <laughs> I knew. I knew. I didn't take much to get him riled up You're, on that. But. He's like, don't don't be that fan when like the other team scores one run on DeGrom in the first inning. And I got, I'm, I'm done with this. I got I got to get him riled up right out the gate for, for all the bad stuff he does to us. You know what I mean, boys? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Just fucking <Ooh>. with you. <laughs> but, he, but he said, you know what I'm talking about, boys? Like, you guys have discussed some things I've done bad to you before. All three of you. What's what's good? <laughs> you don't want to do this on air, do you, Joe? I'm just only kidding. <laughs> um, no, but that, that, that was... That was it, one, it was like, what the hell? Like, what the fuck was that? It makes made zero sense. All this hype and anticipation. Just, oh, God. I got so jacked up for the jack in the box, and then someone kicked mm. me square in the balls when the end when it happened at the end. Blitz looked amazing though, even with the even with the stuff dripping all over her face. You can you can argue the uh, oh, you're out of control. It's not right. <laughs> you should be behind bars. The the finish of that match was definitely uh, a shocker. That might have been the shocking moment of the weekend. The entrance and the coming out of the box was awesome. It was, yeah, I was so yeah. fucking jacked up. I was standing up in my room. The, the presentation was there. Uh, after and we'll kind of like just even like moving into raw here uh we kind of didn't really get any more answers from what happened on on wrestlemania like Bray's being reborn um and alexa introduced us to lily i'm not really sure and it kind of worries me like what direction they actually had planned apparently from reports quote unquote that we that i've read or you guys read too um they changed the finish of that match like days before. So they clearly they weren't like, I'm, I'm assuming the fiend was supposed to win that match. I think we yeah. all thought he was supposed to win that match. Yeah. Um, and it makes perfect storytelling sense to win that match. Like that's yeah. how you finish a feud. It, it's like, it makes no sense. I don't want to take your spot. If you're taking, if you're going to go around table for, you know, things I got my input on this match, yeah. but no, like, barring, like, barring, man, barring injuries, barring injuries, sorry guys, real quick, but barring injuries, to change matches at the end, you know, the ending of matches, uh, the day of or a couple of days prior, it's just to me mind blowing. Like you had months and months to figure this shit out, and you're still teetering and figuring out what you think you should do. It's a fucking joke. Yeah, it's, I mean, it worries me. When we, when Joey just alluded to that report that was read, Vince McMahon had a hand in that. The same guy who's welcomes back to WrestleMania, then takes it back right from us. Right, yeah. I don't like that. You know, the, the theatrics and the um, the graphics that we saw with the Fiend being like that burnt Fiend and then him re, re, 
birthing into that moment of being the fiend that we know and then his music hitting at wrestlemania i was like let's fucking go like let's go let me see what this match is going to be now if you want to play the finish to be what the finish was fine right if this is what you came up with but you don't do a match like this that's been going for how many months in less than six minutes it was a five minute and 50 second match minute match that's what we saw bell to bell five minutes 50 seconds i i had to rewatch it because i couldn't believe how fast it happened when you watch the fiend in these previous matches when he was fighting seth rollins seth rollins curb stomped him and he'd get right up yeah yeah. One RKO you know I mean? should not one, have been. Yeah, that's, 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 one RKO yeah. from yeah, a yeah. distraction yeah. should at least warrant a two kick out. Yeah. But but that's where all right. So that's where the thing, and I get what you're saying, and I understand why you're saying it. But that's the thing where I kind of can like, and you can call me a bias for this character for all you want. I understand noodles. I get where you're gonna come from. But the whole thing with Alexa, he's this is like his infatuation whether they talk about it a lot or not the fa- whatever happened with the the black shit dripping down and her looking like that on that box took him out was he was she taking his energy away from him his his uh his powers away from him? we don't know that's why i wanted more answers on monday but, but fine taking fine. away from that that's she should have done something of the match. she should have give us with more the, wrestling that's what like the point got, is like she shot the flame in orton's eye like she should have yeah. did something to him and then go right to the RKO. And that makes a little bit more sense. I just, I guess, uh, just... I guess the way they could have delivered, it could have been better, but I think w- with whatever they're we're going with, I don't, that's where my gripe is. Like the, when it happened, I was like, what the fuck just happened? But I wasn't like actually pissed about it. I was more like, all right, well, we need answers clearly out of this. Like, we don't know what happened. What's this black shit mean? What, it, what, it, why does Alexa look different from two seconds ago? And why, how did Bray get beat with an RKO? But I'm assuming like, as a fan and like someone who's really deep into this angle, I just automatically thought that she was taking his, the fiends, like power, whatever powers he has, whatever you want to call it with that, the whole blood gushing thing. I have no idea. And that's a cool, and that's a cool way to look yeah. at it, Joey. And that's perfectly yeah, fine. I never thought about but that. You so just, that nice, but nice you just, but you just, you still can run with that angle, but you can't do it in a match that never got picked like that. never got off the ground at the end of the day. WrestleMania wrestling is in the title of the show. WrestleMania, right? The best wrestling of the year should take place on the show. I understand you're not going to get 40 minute matches in every match, but when you have what you had the night before, and this is your start of night two, you at least give me eight minutes. Let the match build a little bit. Can we get a false finish? And then we can lead into your point. That's fine. Listen, I get it. You are fiend through and through, and I know you're going to look on the optimistic side and I'm with you, man. You know, I'm a very in the middle fan. I don't, Try to if I hate it, I'll let you know. But I don't love this. I don't hate it. I don't like how we got to the finish. Give me a little bit better in the middle to get to this finish, and I'll be a little bit more on board. But because I didn't feel like I actually had a wrestling match, I feel like it just had like a moment. It's just it didn't resonate with me as like a fan. Like, okay, he's finally back. They're one on one, and we got it for five minutes, and yeah. it, and that was it. No, I, like I left, get that. It left part. me like wanting, like, could I have gotten a little bit more? Could I got a couple false finishes? Could you got me a couple? Oh, oh, that was close. And then lead to your Alexa Bliss thing. I think, I think it's a valid point. And I think uh, looking at it that way, then yeah, I mean, the match definitely could have been longer. Um, I don't know. That was the first time, like, just from what I've seen online, I you're the first person that 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 I at least came across that was 
concerned about the the length of the match as opposed to the finish and then like everything else. So I I respect that. So uh, I don't it know. It seems know. like the way, the way they finished it. I think maybe they shouldn't open the show that way. You know what I mean? Like because the way they started the show with the, with the introduction and all that was amazing, but then to kind of keep everybody with question marks to open the show in such a short amount of time is like uh, maybe that wasn't the right spot. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens again. Not we went into Raw. Uh, we got promos from Funhouse Bray and then Alexa with her new friend. I I mean they gotta close it if they're. I mean I don't know. I don't know where they're going with it. I have no idea. So uh, there was no, there was really no answers. And uh, we'll see what happens. Tommy, what are your? Uh, I mean you're you're a big fiend fan with me too. So like just thoughts on everything that happened. I mean, I mean obviously it was very disappointed with the finish and everything, but they really got me like. Orton's doing all his moves to him. Like he did the suplex on the table and the fiend pops right back up. And then, you know, was it two minutes later, he gets it with the RKO and then he's down. Like you said, the whole power thing, you can explain and whatnot, but it's just, I mean, good thing they did that match first. Cause could you imagine the reaction if fans had to wait all night and that's what they did? They gave us, it would have been freaking. it would have walked out before the main event. If they did, you know, anything like that. So maybe that's why they did it first and everything, but uh, just disappointing and like I mean if it was like Jersey said it was a five minute match whatever I mean if it was the fiend you know going over then I could say okay you know he's had months to stew you know you know you know get his revenge on order then it makes sense but for it to be like that it just I don't know didn't make sense hopefully you know they explain more as we go on but like you said Monday really didn't help with that so yeah. we'll see where it goes but it just I mean I'm, I'm your longest I'm scared. Your longest storyline with the shortest payoff. Yeah. Mm. Not (laughs) five minutes. All that bill that we had all those months. Not good. Give me five minutes to wrap this thing up. Come on. That's what that's what we were like. We've talked about in the past, like with this kind of we haven't seen this kind of storyline with like a supernatural type character since like The Undertaker. Right. Like It it was different. But like how we didn't know how they were going to book it. We had no idea. And clearly they didn't either. So it's kind of unfortunate. You almost wish it was handled by other people besides like I'm assuming Bruce Pritchard was the one involved. I think it was Yeah, him and Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yeah. So um, I don't know who else could have handled that. You gave praise to in the last segment. Well, I mean, he he brought us. He, he giveth, he shall take it away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that was night one, Jers. I never said he was great at night two. Um, All right, true, 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 true. So he we keeps us up. He'll be in the TK conversation. Mm. Oh boy, we don't want Nikki's that. Boy. Nikki's boy, Nikki's boy. Raw after Mania has had. Oh, before that, uh, how was your guys' Peacock stream? Everyone went well. Oh, perfect. It wasn't bad. Oh, perfect, yeah, it was yeah. really good. I had no, no complaints. I had no yeah. buffering issues at all. That was nope. the first for even like the network. That the network streams always weren't the greatest, but uh, for the first time, we would have to think is the biggest, uh, most congested stream on Peacock that we're going to watch for the network. I think it's we have a uh, um, a bright future in that regard. So I'm kind of excited. yeah. The only I wish I, I only think that they do is like that. Please stand by thing before like the show gets going because like sure. for me, unfortunately. Um, I'm not able to watch things the second they start and the second they finish. I try to get in there quick. I try to watch in, you know, in between things. I'm taking a shower, got the iPad going. I'm doing everything I could do to watch. But like, I hate that I have to like try to find like a buffer to get me to where I am. And like, it hits shows like it's on there for like four plus hours, but then I have to buffer through like 20 minutes of please stand by to get me to my, to my point. Now that could be my fault because I'm not in the live and I'm trying to just catch up to live, but I wish like we can kind of, I hope that they evolve it to just, be able to do what the network was doing and just replay stuff and just kind of lead into it as like a constant stream yeah, of like wrestling content. 
<clears throat> with maybe you're not going to like people that have bought in Peacock before that probably weren't complaining or complaining. No, I'm saying we're complaining, but we have a lot of, uh, they don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. They don't know. They just accept whatever they're given, but they, maybe MB, uh, Peacock's going to change with a lot of, uh, um, complaints from wrestling fans now that we have control of Peacock. Um, <laughs> Raw after mania wasn't really a typical Raw after mania. I guess we, I think we could all agree on that. We've back to luckily we've been a part of Raw after Manias before and they're fantastic. Obviously the crowd's going to change that. Um, kind of like, I mean, I had said it like what a buzzkill for the, the wrestlers going from a 25,000 plus, uh, event at WrestleMania with fans and then going to back to the Thunderdome in front of screens. I mean, it's gotta be shitty for them. Um, but as fans, we were kind of, it wasn't the same watching from home. Uh, Charlotte's back. Cool. Looking good. Uh, Viking Raiders are back. Cool. Looking good. Looking good. Shucky ducky quack quack. Uh, and the tag team divisions back, maybe not back, but it's getting better. Right. Viking Raiders are back. Give it a little more prominence. Uh, new announcer, Samo- as we know, said Samoa Joe's gone. Uh, we get uh, MLB Network, I believe, Adnan Verk, mm-hmm. uh, is now the lead on Raw. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. That was a jump rough right uh, in there. jump right in there. Promotion. <laughs> First off, uh, I'm not too familiar with him. I've seen his, I'm familiar with his face. I've just never not familiar with his like play by play calling if he's done any. Um, there was definitely some, some, uh, issues throughout the show that i noticed uh, a lot of miscommunications a lot of like dead air that's that we're not usually used to on raw uh i'm sure he's a he seems like a professional so they'll they'll get that straightened out uh he was there were some times where he mispronounced names i'm not expecting perfection out of him but you think like maybe he go through like a, a somewhat of a run through before be putting on like the primetime show yeah that uh, was pretty it's pretty poor yeah and then graves is on there and you could just see like the miscommunications like graves is even thrown off and like it uh it was whatever it is what it is at this point uh who know we don't know if he's in for the long haul but for now we're gonna have to deal with him on raw uh i thought tom phillips was great i don't know why they got rid of him but that's just my opinion. i thought he was fantastic as the lead over there to be quite honest and you know what you can do with him is you, you could have like eased him in a little bit right you could have had Byron and, and Corey just kind of hold it instead of it being like, say, 50, 25, 25, maybe it'd be yeah. like 40. You know what I mean? Like, just kind of like be able to kind of bring his role down just a little bit till he gets comfortable. And then you can expand him to be like that Michael Cole, you know, that Tom Phillips, that, you know, um, you know, uh, NXT McKenzie's boyfriend. Um, uh, Vic Joseph. Vic Joseph. Vic Joseph. Thank you. Um, By you know the what way, I mean? Like, he kills it. Yeah. Yeah. Vic Joseph. McKenzie. McKenzie. We don't oh, talk about, we don't talk about enough, and we'll get into NXT. But that the three man group down there with uh, oh, they're great. It's fantastic. Wade Barrett, I like is Wade. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like Wade too. Funny. He's great. Funny. He is very funny. He has it. He kind of you know what it reminds me of just like more like just like like um like a JBL type. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. I get I get very JBL vibes when I hear a, when I listen to him. But a lot better than JBL. Yeah. Let's let's, let's relax. <laughs> JBL didn't go in the Hall of Fame for commentary. Let's put it that way. All right. He won a lot of world titles. <laughs> yeah, but because Triple H didn't want to work Tuesdays. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was Paul Heyman promo from ECW, whatever. It was uh, still good, though. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I've, someone will have to get used to, I'm sure. I mean, his voice, I don't know, his voice kind of like pissed me off a little bit. I'm just nitpicking because I love the commentary is big for me when I watch wrestling. Um, I'll get used to it. But, you know, it is what it is at this point. I mean, Corey Graves and Byron hold it down what they do. I just I really like Tom Phelps. I thought he was like 
the guy, the next guy, or one of the next guys, but he got moved to 205 Live. So I don't know what they, where they what they see with him, unfortunately. Um, like I said, Charlotte returned. Uh, Viking Raiders are back. Uh, the main event, we had the triple threat to see who goes on to face uh, Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania Backlash. <laughs> WrestleMania Backlash, not just Backlash. It's WrestleMania Backlash is the title of the pay-per-view. <clears throat> it was it was Drew, Randy, and uh uh tell me Braun, Braun Strowman. Yeah. Very, very Vince main event. <clears throat> Randy ain't seems, that the truth. Yeah. Randy's clearly disbarred from that the whole feud. So I don't want to talk about it. We're done with that whole subject. Um Drew won. Okay. Gets his rematch at WrestleMania backlash. And uh we come to find uh MVP showing up on the ramp and uh T-Bar and Mace come out and choke slam, double choke slam Drew McIntyre. And they seem to walk up the ramp. They didn't really show us anything after that, but bad news. Hmm. Is the Hurt Business back in business? I kind of, I don't know. It might be. I mean, well way, done, Joe. Well done. Yeah, I mean, the way MVP was standing there, you know, looking on and everything. I mean, with those two guys, I mean, all right, we'll see what happens with it, but I mean, de- definitely interested. Did not see that coming. I'll tell you that much. So I mean, I guess maybe they'll explain it on Monday if that's the case. Maybe MVP says like you know you because remember they were enemies for a while, so maybe he says you know, you know we use our enemies as our allies now with some shit. I don't know, yeah. but I mean definitely, definitely interesting. So it's all, happens. but it's all business. They don't. It doesn't matter who they are, man. They that's they true, hate. Yeah. Remember Cedric and them? They fucking hated. They had a huge that's rivalry. Yeah. Um. Listen, all I asked, if you're going to do this, right? Well, first of all, please make it like a a dominant run for them. Yeah. Take off the masks, please. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Go back to their real names. I mean, I'm cool. I I actually kind of like calling T-Bar T-Bar now, but like Dijakovic was the fucking man. Let's be honest. In NXT, I loved it. But uh, I don't know. I'm interested. I I, It was kind of a shock it kind of end of the night people were definitely questioning it and uh it's kind of hard to take retribution or ex retribution members seriously at this point so i want to see where they go um they're putting him with the right guy in mvp he clearly makes he's been making stars of people that he's been aligned with champions so we'll see what happens um nicky noodles are you there Oh, I'm here, bro. All right, good, because your mic went on me. I just want to make sure. Uh, what, are your, what are your feelings about WrestleMania backlash? Uh, very strange when I heard it, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, what, I don't know what was wrong with just plain old backlash. That was a pretty, pretty good pay-per-view for about 25 years, so I don't understand why they had to change the name, but we'll see. Maybe they got a little something extra up their sleeve. You know what my only thing is, and uh, I hate to sound, I always like come off like I'm defending WWE, but I guess, you know, just who I am, the type of guy I am. Um, I think the only reason I could think of would be that putting WrestleMania in front of a pay-per-view, uh, the second pay-per-view on Peacock may draw more views in from people outside that may like may not know what Backlash is. But if they see WrestleMania in front of it, they, they know what WrestleMania is. Everyone does. No, it's a great point. It's a, sell- uh, it's a selling tool for sure. I can yeah. understand that. That makes sense. Good we call gotta, on that. I think, I think on this point, at this point, with when it comes to Raw and SmackDown, uh, the hardcore fans aren't going to be catered to as much as we want. And if we haven't realized that oh, for the past 10 years or five years, whatever, uh, we have to start realizing that if we want what we want, we got to watch Tuesday nights on NXT. Um, I think that's where we get what we want. Um, and speaking of first night on Tuesday, NXT and J three, 
no more Wednesday Night Wars. They're done. Uh, yeah, which is good. good for us wrestling fans. Um, it's not about winning or losing. I never thought about it winning or losing, right? I, I know it was a war because they were on the same show. I mean, the same night and it's the same type of show, but I, I enjoy both. And I don't want to watch one because, and then, and then one of the commercial break goes to the other. Like, I want to be able to enjoy one, digest it, enjoy the next digest it like i don't want to like don't give me two dinners at the same time if i'm only hungry for one you want to eat one time <laughs> let me have dinner on wednesday analogy. night and then i'll have dinner on tuesday it's great it's a it's a nice full plate for me absolutely uh they started off with carrying cross um just with that great promo great opening promo we, we saw the him and scarlet out there um basically calling out anyone from any brand from any whoever held any title uh nj3 who do you want to see up next for carrying cross i'd like to see like a i like to see like pete dunn i'd like to see someone like that i feel like it would give cross like an interesting challenger who's very matt wrestling based kind of guy um you can kind of call that a little similar to what finn balor is now today than what he was in his first run yeah but i like this i like to see like a pete dunn i think that'd be a good challenge for him um it would cause him to really kind of change up um, his ring style a little bit because he's very submissive base submission base, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'd be kind of really interesting to kind of see the two of them kind of feud. I, I, know, I, that, I know that Pete's going to have like something I'm sure, you know, I think he, I think he had a promo on Tuesday. I forgot he did. Who he yeah. Uh, he, he basically almost, he said like a similar thing. He's ready. He wants to fight whoever he could consider himself the best technical wrestler in the world. He beat Kushida. Um, yeah. And uh I don't know. I, I honestly, that would be my first guess if I had a, for booking purposes, uh, he wants championship gold. So, I mean, that's why he came back. I mean, uh, I, I wouldn't mind that feud whatsoever. I think we're in a, in a place where carrying can go again. Like you said, we basically consider him a tweener at this point. Um, he, if you want to bring on a heel, if you want to bring on a baby face, he can go either way. So it is really kind of, it's kind of up in the air. Um, someone that I thought maybe, um, may come and we've seen a, a promo recently released, was Alistair Black? I think that'd be a nice little, uh, a nice little uh, appearance on NXT. We see what they did with Finn. They kind of re, re revamped his character. Not that Alistair needed it, like from when he had an NXT, but what they did with him on the main roster. Uh, him versus Karrion Cross could be. I think it's money, in my opinion. Uh, it's also a dream match for me too. Um, the entrances alone would mm-hmm. be better, almost be better than anything <laughs> we've seen. So yeah, spot on. Um, I, he may be going back to the main roster, which I'm fine with as well, as long as they don't fuck with his character anymore. But I'd love to see Alistair versus Karrion. Um Tommy, we had uh, uh, Raquel come out in a, in a celebration. Um, arguably one of my favorite moments of like the whole weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Com- combined. And uh, we had a debuting Frankie Monet. We saw Frankie come out. She kind of claimed her stake as uh, she wants to, she wants to let Raquel know she's going to see her every Tuesday. Um, it was it was a nice little banter back and forth, but then we got a uh, Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair came down and kind of a celebration of uh former NXT uh superstars all having gold right now. Um, I know we both said it and we all said it, but I think it was one of the better moments that we've seen in a long time. It actually was like a, a really a feel good moment. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, man? I mean, it was, it was very cool. Like first off, with the Frankie Monet when Raquel's like, "You're ha- you go- you're lucky. I'm in a good mood. I'll shove that dog up your ass." Type of thing. Yeah, that was cool. Cool. yeah cool. so that, that was very cool. But now when um, her culo, yeah, of course, her <laughs> culo. When uh, Maria came out, I'm like, "Oh man, are they gonna like you know start?" Because you know they had a big freaking feud. So, Hell yeah. Like, 
So I'm like, are they going to start like fighting here? But then they start smiling. They, you know, they hugged and whatnot. And that was cool. And then Bianca came out. That's so very cool. I mean, this shows you, you know, future's bright everywhere Absolutely. for the women in WWE. So, I mean, with those three and just the whole, and then they showed the old photo of them on the big screen behind yeah. them. And like, Hey, you know, type of thing. So very cool. Awesome job. And just can't wait to see what they do with these belts. It's going to be a fun ride. Yeah, man. And listen, I never nitpick against NXT and I'm sure it is what it is, but I think to get ultimate heat on Frankie just for her debut, you do that moment first and then you bring her out to interrupt it and kind of like talk shit to Raquel. I thought that would have been cool. I mean, I guess you, either way it worked, right? She kind of let Raquel know, but I thought that would have been great if you had all three of them in the ring, Frankie comes out and like interrupts that special moment that they had. I thought that would have been pretty cool, but I'm still happy I've with whatever. Very heelish, but to be very honest, I, I I can't lie. I I couldn't. I it played out in my opinion perfect. Right? Sure, like, yeah. Like that I, moment, like I sat there as a fan because you know I've been an NXT lifer and I hope to always be. But like to kind of see that moment play out when it wasn't even teased, planned, or even I couldn't even like fathom it to be something that could have happened. Like of course you got to figure Raquel's going to get her praise and her you know her comeuppance if you want to say. But then to have the two of them come out and and celebrate with those titles, man, and, and then they have the picture in the background of like, you know, before they made it like to the point where they are, it just it was such like a great full circle storytelling moment. Absolutely. And it just it just makes you feel like anyone down there can do anything. And I think that's what the whole goal is, right? You're preaching to to say to those the guys and girls in that locker room, see where these girls are today. This could be you. Absolutely. Noodles, there was a lot of people calling out Raquel Gonzalez throughout the night. Uh, Mercedes Martinez, Frankie Monet, whoever else. Or the puppy. The puppy, and too. The puppy. <laughs> Noodles, who do you want to see uh, challenge Raquel first? Uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to see uh, Martinez go first. Um, I think that makes the most sense right now where, you know, uh, Raquel can still establish a dominance, but could also tease Frankie, you know, being the next one in line and kind of play the games and, and get that thing going in the right way and really establish her as, a, as you know, some good heat. That would be a nice uh, establishment establishment match, if uh, you want to call it that. And Martinez can go too, so that that also helps. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, NJ three and new cruiserweight champion. And new Kushida over uh, Santos Escobar. Uh, I was shocked. I'm not gonna lie. I was shocked too, but you know what? This is gonna sound, and I don't want to downplay the win. I think Santos is is meant for bigger. Hmm. To be honest, I think he's meant for bigger, right? I think the moment of him capturing and being the undisputed champion um, over Devlin was just like kind of like a finality to that storyline because, you know, Devlin couldn't, you know, travel and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. So I like that moment of like giving him like he was the true undisputed cruiserweight champion. But I think now he's meant for bigger. Mm-hmm. And I want to see him transition to more of that North American title um, kind of caliber class of NXT. I agree. So am I upset? Yeah, am I upset about the loss? No. Was it like, a, oh my God, he beat the? No, it was just a roll-up loss, right? Yeah. Which is fine. You can kind of protect the shit. You can protect Santos in that in that aspect, but he's meant for more, and that's perfectly fine. And Kushida can lead that division and have a nice program with Devlin, uh, oh, Jordan dude. Devlin, and that's going to be beautiful. One, I thought they they booked this perfectly. Like you said, it was a roll-up. It wasn't like a dominant win by Kushida. He showed his face showed that he was shocked that he won. So like that adds to it, right? It, it just the way that the story was told was perfect. And now, like you said, move Escobar up to that higher mid-card uh, title or just a, a feud up there and have Devlin versus Kushida to start off. Dude, oh, come on. What else could we ask for? That's like it's the best option. I, again, NXT, 
delivering for us hardcore fans in my eyes um they debuted uh, another hype video for Saray. She's debuting next week. Another star that I'm not familiar with, but I want to get to know. And uh, we've seen the, what they can do with with uh, the Japanese women's wrestlers. Io Shirai, uh, Kairi Sane, who's not wrestling anymore, but what they how they amplified their characters. Um, I'm excited to see what they can do with Saray and uh, how, they're, how they book her. Um, definitely excited. Uh, another big one, Tommy. Uh, big moment from uh, NXT. Roderick St- Strong. Roddy, he's done handing in his papers. Yes. What's going on? I don't know. And then I just happened to be on the website yesterday just to see if they put all the other, you know, people that got released into the alum section. And then guess what? He was there. So I'm like, wait, I guess this is obviously like a storyline thing, but I'm like, it's curious that they have him in there. So I don't know what they got planned for him. Is he going to SmackDown? Is he going to Raw? Who knows? So I guess we'll see what happens with him. But that was it. That was very surprising. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, We'll see if, if he was with his wife when he uh, gave him the paperwork. Maybe they move them together. She's been down in NXT forever, but that not really being on TV. Maybe she's been working on a craft of like them as like a couple duo to bring up to SmackDown or Raw. Uh, or he's just going to take some time off. I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens. And then uh, they showed the uh, like the extra footage from Cole and O'Reilly going into the hospital. That was cool. Yo, I love Adam Cole, man. Still <laughs> running his mouth. He's on the stretch. Still running his You're mouth. Dead. You're fucking dead, Kyle. I'm gonna kill you. Whatever he was saying. I don't know. It was great. Uh, I just love that, man. Cole. I mean, say it every week. Best wrestler in the world. I'm calling it right now. Whatever. Um. AEW Wednesday night, first time night alone. They did well in their numbers. They went 1.2 million viewers. Uh, good for them. Uh, we want to see number for them. Wow, huge number. Yeah, let's see if they can hold that consistency. I think uh, NXT did like 805,000. Great number for them too. So, um, let's see where they both where both uh, shows go. I hope they both do well. There's no hate okay. here, right? We want to see both every show do well because if the better the show, the better product we get as fans, and that's what we should want as fans. Um, Tyson back to back weeks. Mm-hmm. Nikki Noodles, you're a big Mike Tyson guy. Love Iron Mike, bro. Now officially a member of the Inner Circle. He knocked yes. out uh, Cash. Cash is that his name? Dax. No, no, I think it was Cash. He knocked it out Cash. Cash, Cash yeah. Wheeler. Uh, knocked him out. That was a pretty. Uh, you still got the right there. hand, bro. Dude. That's that ain't going anywhere. Yeah. He'll knock us out when when he's fucking ninety. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. What are your thoughts on Mike Tyson being a regular on AEW TV? I'm cool with it, man. I, I like Mike Tyson. I always have. And as long as they, you know, use it properly as, you know, as the enforcer of, of the, uh, the inner circle there and, you know, kind of continue that feud with the pinnacle, I think it'll be, it'll be all right. Don't, don't abuse it, but use it, use it tastefully. It'll, it'll work out perfectly. Is it true? If you don't use it, you'll lose it. That's what I've heard. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens well, every time. 40 year old virgin really st- laid that line home. Yeah. I think everyone heard it from that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, NJ three. This current Young Bucks heel run. Are you a fan of this? Are you are you a fan of the the new but old Young Bucks? <laughs> I I am. I I'd rather them be heels. I I can't enjoy them as faces, right? Okay. Like I I they have like that. It's just like I'm taking a shot at them, but I'm not taking a shot at them. Like their wrestling is top notch. There's no doubt about this, it. One take of the best the shot. No, it's, a, it's not a shot at their work. <laughs> it's just a shot at their how like when they first debuted into the, into the company, into AEW, right? We all had an idea and we knew we followed them to some capacity, some of us more than other <laughs> Nikki noodles, but um, their wrestling was never in question. It, I just think that I look at them and I, I think douchebags. And I mean that in the most, <laughs> I mean that respectfully, 
Yeah, no, that's, that that's a perfect heel. That, that's what you want. That's, that that's what I'm saying. So like yeah. them not playing that character made me feel like I was missing something. Now that they are this character makes me feel that's exactly where they should be. Yeah. Just in the manner of how they did it. I didn't like how they got to the destination, but I'm happy that they're we're at the destination now. And I want to see it go forward because nothing cracks me up more when Don Callis comes out and hearing Shivani and, and Jim Ross and Excalibur just keep coming up with the, these different adjectives to describe, um, to describe Don Callis. I think, and I know Tommy, I'm sorry, this is going to hurt you. Excalibur had me cracking up one of the weeks because he called them, um, like a porta potty or something like that. Like he just, he just like, they keep coming up with like these, these, like how do they describe him just being just absolute walking garbage. And it just cracks me up. Um, but back to the question, I, I like this version, the young bucks. This is the version we should have because this is who they are. They're not faces, they're heels. And it's clear as day that they're heels, they're douchebags. But in, again, in a good compliment of wrestling sense. Yeah, I thought this week especially stuck out for me how the douchebagness with the attire they were wearing, like in that back, that backstage interview, wherever they were, like those leather hats. It was like very like Shawn- a lot of douchebaggery for sure. Yeah, remind me like Shawn Michaels, like early Shawn Michaels, yes. like douchebaggery. Yeah. Um, do we see them growing? Do they add anyone else to this little crew they have? Are they calling themselves anything? Am I missing it? Like, are they? I mean, they are it, the they're the Bullet Club, right? Yeah, but like they obviously aren't saying that. Are they just going to cons- just? stick with that like without saying it because obviously like uh certain reasons but do, do they go any further than just this uh group of five here well i mean listen they said it perfectly right or i forgot where, where it can came out of in an interview it's easier to book factions than it is to book individuals right they kind of said that when it comes to their bookings yeah. and that's how they kind of handle things in the company that's why there's so many factions because it's easier to book a faction so i think that always leaves a, a spot open for more members to join Right. Because that's just kind of how it is for them. Right. If you don't have a good way to tell an individual story, put them in a faction and let the faction tell the story. So easy, smart booking. Right. I think it's less risk taking when you have a faction because we say it all the time. We love pairing people up together because sometimes they don't get over as an individual, but they get over as a group. So I think it's an easier, less risk you know, way to take. It's also um, a little lazy, Jersey. It's a little lazy. I I, I said easy, right? Easy is <laughs> easy is kind of described as lazy. Um, so you know, I think there's a spot open for someone in the future. I think they might as well just be be the elite. That's kind of their thing. Yeah. But with Omega, with the Young Bucks, with the Good Brothers, and you know that slimy walking <laughs> porta potty Don Callis, um, <laughs> that's them right now. But I think did, there's a spot for another person in there. Did sure. you see the uh, the backstage interview with? Uh... Uh, I'm not sure if you got up to it yet, but uh, Hangman was interviewed backstage by Alex Garvez. Is that Alex Marvez? Marvez. Um, and he asked him. He brought up the whole, the whole heel turn, everything to to Page, and he was surrounded by uh, Dark Order, and Page just avoided the question. And like, so I listen. It, they're about long term storytelling. I could only imagine that they casually bring back like Page into the group, Cody into the group, and like they have that the bullet club that they had once right. in new Japan, I'd, I'd be on board with that. And listen, and they even came out and said, I know they addressed like everyone calling them out for having all these factions. Um, he's like, we're, we're, I guess their defense was like, we're just not used to seeing this on TV. That's why everyone has, a, is like nitpicking and saying like, Oh, it's lazy. It's, it is what it is. And it may be, but we're all, all we're used to seeing is one, two, maybe three factions on TV. Granted, everyone is literally in a faction in AEW, but I think it's something that's different. And maybe 
we should try to get used to as opposed to like hating on it before you know what i mean I, that's just my view on it me being mr positive over here but uh i think it's something we should we could try to get used to i don't know it's we're seeing more on tv i mean we'll it's see. i don't know we will see i uh, do you like uh the tony soprano gimmick that uh that uh what's his name is running qt marshall that was the shirt he comes out with it's kind of like very I tony mean, soprano-esque to, to be honest i'm happy they're doing something with him right because yeah. you didn't think he'd be someone to lead again yeah. another faction um but qt marshall as they call him from the announce okay. the announcers they, that's what they call him it, it, it bothers me every time i hear it qt marshall so um i never thought i'd see him lead a faction so yeah. it's cool for them to try to build something out of him because he is generic wrestler a or generic <laughs> wrestler one he really is i mean for god's sakes like when you start so creating your character in wwe you start with QT. He, he's, yeah. he's the base model yeah for sure yeah he's, he's base model without any upgrades so to kind of see them kind of give him a little kind of like a heelish character it's the it's the easiest but i think it's the smartest way to book someone that you don't know what to do with as a top face is you make them a heel I agree. That's I think one hundred and one. And then the people. I mean, the, the story makes sense with like the whole night, the nightmare factory. So we'll see. Um, Tommy, just real quick before we get into uh, SmackDown, uh, Anthony Gogo debuted. Speaking of QT Marshall, um, wait, is he, no, he is Anthony Gogo QT Marshall. Yeah, okay. Uh, Him he, and uh, Bailey's ex boyfriend, as they refer to it, and the big hairy guy, mm-hmm. um, the caveman. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Debut, he's a former Olympic uh, English boxer. He's an Olympic medalist, I believe, Tony Khan said. And uh, he won via gut punch, ref stoppage in like 40 seconds, I want to say. As a, as a professional... It wasn't, it wasn't Mike Tyson throwing that punch, right? No, it wasn't. It was Anthony oh, okay. Gogo. As a professional wrestling fan, <laughs> wh- how does this roll with you on your on your vision of professional wrestling? I mean, it's obviously, you know, it's wrestling, not boxing. So, I mean, I thought it was kind of stupid. I mean, like you said, 40 seconds in, guy gets punched in the stomach. I mean, if that's the case, I think every match in wrestling history would end, you know, if a guy got punched in the stomach. So, I mean, I guess maybe they're playing, like you said, he's a boxer or whatever. Yeah. Everything. So, I mean, I guess that's why they're trying to sell that. I don't know. But, I mean, it was... To me, it was like, what the fuck? Kind of stupid. So, you know. So, someone had made a face at least, right? Just hit him exactly. Face. Something, yeah. Or just kick him, hit him in the balls because oh, that's yeah, what well, yeah. So, you can't do oh. that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I guess you can do that. But if you want him to look strong, yeah. punch him in the face. Yeah. It's just funny. Like, Lay him out. The, when, the, when people come in defense, and I get it, right? You, you want this company to do well. You, you, you're a fan of this company. But uh, when you're solely an AEW fan, it really shows. Because people, like, someone had come out and said, like, uh, and going after AEW, like, people do Canadian destroyers and fucking death-defying moves, and the match doesn't stop. A guy gets punched in the stomach, and the guy stops, and people are, like, flipping out. Like, he's a, he's a professional boxer. He's this. He's that. It's like, there's so many, like, it just gets so fucking hairy when it comes to that shit. Like it's professional wrestling, right? It's not, we're not boxing here. It's not the brawl for all, right? Raw underground. It's not raw underground. <laughs> God, I mean, that was good. Oh, well, speaking of raw underground, shouldn't we have a debuter? Um, Dabakato, shout out to Dabakato. Um, But it's just like a punch to the stomach ends a match. I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's professional wrestling. God damn, people. Jeez. Whatever. My only gripe this week with AEW. I just didn't like that at all. Um, <clears throat> moving on, please. Friday Night SmackDown. 
new announced team, Michael Cole, and our boy for the brand, Patrick K. McAfee. I don't even know his middle name. I'm just guessing. <laughs> oh, that you did. I was great. I was. Uh, I loved I it. it I got up. a little jacked up there, but uh, yeah, we got we got to we got to confirm the middle name now. Yeah, hold on, hold on, <laughs> Tommy, please, Tommy, <laughs> please. It could be, it could be Kevin. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> I hope it's Kevin. That's such a great Justin. name for him. Justin, oh, Justin. I, was, I was off by J. one letter. <laughs> PJM. Uh, I thought he did fantastic. Like, again, a little bias here. I'm a big McAfee fan. Big, huge, huge. Uh, I think he did very well. He was funny. And I had said in the group chat, I hope they kind of make him like a modern day Bobby Heenan, where like he. Uh, he commentates and maybe has a little faction going on on the side as well. He manages people because I think he has the ability to do so, like multitask. I'm not sure if they're going to go that route, but we'll see. But his he kind of reminds me of Heenan on the microphone too, like on on the uh, on the commentary table because he's a heel commentator, but he's also he'll get the baby faces over as well. So he'll stick up for the heels, but then like kind of like really get the baby faces over. Which I thought Bobby Heenan did very well. And he was funny. Bobby, Bobby the Brain was one of the best of all time. I think he's the best <laughs> of all time, in my opinion. Uh, Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore, for sure. Um, his his chemistry with Cole was just, it was instant. It was like they've worked together for years, man. Mm-hmm. It was a lot different from the the guy on uh, on Raw at Dan Verk. So like, that's why I was kind of like refreshing. Um, for, for those who were able to watch SmackDown in this group, I know it was just last night, so we're not able to watch it. Uh, Tommy, I know, I believe you did, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of Pat McAfee on uh, commentary? Dude's a natural. I said he really missed his call. I mean, I know he's, you know, football player, obviously, but the guy was made for professional wrestling. The way he talks and everything when he was doing his thing with Cole, like all the promos he was cutting, he was cutting promos better than guys that in wrestling for 10 years. I mean, yeah. that's how good the guy was. So, I mean, I think he's, he's definitely going to be awesome on uh, SmackDown, and it's just going to be a lot of fun. Like you said, definitely right now he's got – potential to be like a Bobby the brain just guys just great so I can't wait to see what's going what's going to happen with him you wonder well, you how know, Tommy it's never too late I mean he's only 33 yeah. so a lot of you know Finn Balor is like 37 right now um you never Incredible know shape, though. you never know man Pat could you know he could he could jump it's full time to that <laughs> ring even his podcast maybe he's training now maybe he's training now and that's yeah. kind of where yeah he's trying to get that main that main level exposure Mm-hmm. He doesn't even need to be like a full time wrestler. She just pops in and out. Like Heenan did, like a co- take a couple bumps here. He knows he knows how to take a bump, clearly. So oh, like, yeah, for sure. And he's he's a big guy too, so yeah. it's never an so, issue, you know. I think it's they have a lot of potential there. He's a hybrid of sorts that we haven't seen in a long time. A lot of the guys that go to the commentary table either never wrestled before or can't wrestle right now. Uh, Graves, Samoa Joe, and and that in that aspect. Uh, so I'd love to see him get like physically involved sometimes. I, I think it'd be great. It'd, it'd be it'd kind of be like a throwback to what we used to see back in the day where like JR would get beat up or like Jerry mm-hmm. Lawler would get beat up by a wrestler. I think there's potential there. Um, so I'm excited. And like we said before we started recording, is this a sign of like revisiting the Adam Cole thing back when if, if he ever comes up to the main roster? I think that'd be great. It's like long-term mm-hmm. storytelling that mm-hmm. we don't ever see in WWE. So I think uh, there's something there. Um, I hope some, some of the best combinations in the world, peanut butter and jelly, spaghetti and meatballs, Pat McAfee with a microphone. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that's All right. Right. Yeah. Hold the quote there. 
<laughs> Very well. I don't know if you had that written down, but if you didn't, it fell off the cuff. It just came, just came to me. You inspired me. You're a professional. <laughs> that was really good. Very that was good. really good. Very proud of you. Um, something we didn't talk about on WrestleMania, uh, Apollo Crews becoming new Intercontinental Champion over Big E. Uh, we had a do we do we want to call it a debut or a re- return a of, reintroduction uh, reintroduction of uh, Commander Aziz? I believe his name is correct. Mm-hmm. Is that his name, Tom? I think yeah, Aziz. I, I hope so. Yeah, no, but uh, like only <laughs> known as Dabakato from uh, Raw Underground. But we forgot he was Dabakato. Just mm-hmm. remember, you were never supposed to know he was Dabakato. It was men. In, it was a Men in Black moment. The the flash yeah, went yeah, off. Yeah. We forgot. Yep. But guys, remember. It's professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's okay. We don't have to get upset about it. People are very upset that we that we automatically forgot about Davicato. It's okay. We'll get over it, people. Um, I think that's pretty cool for for Apollo. He has a heater now. I think it just makes sense. It's just perfect. It was it got him to win over Big E. It wasn't Big E's fault. Big E didn't lose the match straight up to Apollo. He doesn't look bad. And now he gets if he comes back for the ice title or if he, if he moves on to bigger and better things. Then it's okay. I think it's a it's a good move, something we rarely see from uh, uh, WWE main roster booking. So I think uh, I'm very proud of how they handled that situation. So um, <clears throat> I don't know. Again, I, I skimmed through SmackDown last night. Did we get any? Uh, I know we had a backstage interview with Apollo and uh, Aziz. Did we see anything from Big E though? Was he absent? Does anyone know? Don't recall. Don't recall. Yeah, me so clear, he probably wasn't there, if I had to guess. Um, horrible podcasting research on my end. I, I apologize, but it was a long <laughs> night. I had work till 1230. No excuses, though. And I'm looking at the results from SmackDown now. He was not on the show. Um, so Biggie was not there. At least it wasn't noted here from CBS Sports. Uh, <clears throat> also, <clears throat> excuse me, Cesaro. Maybe, maybe the one... Is he next in line for Roman? Uh, he addressed him yes. in the ring last night. Wait, way to way to capitalize. Very, Good job. Very. Uh, he had a, again something we didn't hit on because we didn't go over the whole card of WrestleMania. Had a hell of a match with Rollins at WrestleMania. Oh, the, so good. That was that's what they call a work rate match, I believe. Um, he came out uh, addressed Roman in the ring last night, and. He wanted a match with them, non-title match even at uh on the main event of SmackDown. But instead of getting Roman, he got main event Jay M- Uso, Andre the, Andre the Giant winner Uso, Uso, Andre the Giant Battle Royal winner Jay Uso. Um, but then we got uh, Rollins coming back and uh, attacking Cesaro. So I don't know, maybe there's a little. It might not be Cesaro directly for Roman, or a triple. Is that a, is that a three for a triple threat, Jers? Is That's that what you thinking. want to say? That's what I'm thinking. Rollins cool. and, and ending a show on a on a on a non-title match with uh the, not the current main event situation. I think with Rollins, I think is is a good sign of like where they have him like in their eyes. It's Rollins is one of the best in the business, as we know. So that was pretty cool. Um, NJ three, just take us through. Uh, do who's next for Roman? Cesaro's kind of trying to make a point. Like, what do you what do you think is going to happen here? I mean, what better time than now with Cesaro? I mean, I don't want to sound like this, and I'm not trying to, you know. Um, try to push him where he doesn't belong. I think he does belong. I think he's belonged for a while. It just is a matter of getting the, the actual build and storyline. And I think he did right when you beat Seth freaking Rollins at WrestleMania clean, clean. That's pretty much saying you're the next guy because it's art. You can argue and say Seth Rollins is the number two on SmackDown, 
right, in terms of star power. I understand that he just had the baby with Becky, so he's just kind of getting himself reacclimated to full time. But you look at that roster, Roman's clearly, and it's no no pun intended, he's head of the table. Yep. Seth Rollins <laughs> is like number two on that on that roster. What better way to try to build Cesaro where he should be? Wrestling was never an issue with him. It was just a matter of getting an opportunity. And you gave him the opportunity with Rollins. I think he absolutely capitalized on it. What better way to kind of build on that momentum that he had with Rollins? Put him right against the big dog. You don't got to win. Get that big dog rub. Nikki knows about the big dog rub. He hangs out with me enough. (laughs) (laughs) Nice job. (laughs) We'll see what happens at uh, WrestleMania backlash. That's right. yeah, I think I agree. I think it's I, I I think me and Tommy had a discussion last week. He had Cesaro maybe going next up for him, and I had Big E. So I think it's still an option for both guys. I think they both can make their names. I mean, if Cesaro the year starts, is long enough, there's absolutely. a lot of pay per views in the middle. Just getting started. Just getting started. So a nice little refresher here. Uh, do do we know if uh, shakeups usually happen after Mania? Is it, isn't that like a normal thing? Uh, maybe we'll see something like that happen soon, and we get new faces on new places. So I don't know if that's an actual thing around this time of year, but uh, they may want to save it for when they can maybe introduce fans back into more of a regular capacity. Yeah, they're probably like, wait, and like, when can we do this? And if so, then we'll plan it with kind of like, hey, you know, first time fans back on Raw, you know, shake up or draft, mm. you know. Yeah, I will see, man. I'm I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, it's a new year. In WWE, uh, new wrestling year, baby. New wrestling year, yeah. So we'll see uh, where they where they go booking wise. Hopefully, Raw just you know, I know it's tough without fans. Raw needs to step it up, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, really getting outshined here by NXT, especially, um, and then SmackDown doing better than Raw. I know Noodles wasn't a fan of the whole SmackDown show last night, but you know, it's just easier to watch. It's easier, easier to definitely take easier in. to watch. Could be the two hours. I mean, you could argue that at no, hey. but. Uh, We'll see what happens. Um, it seemed to be really it from SmackDown last. I don't think anything else happened. Uh, it was a very uh, burnt out week of wrestling. A lot of wrestling from from Mania week weekend, and then Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW. Uh, it, it's a lot. So, uh, oh, one little side note: we got announced two days ago or yesterday. Uh, Kenny, you know, Kenny Omega is fighting uh, Rich Swan at Impact Rebellion. Nice little uh, announce group there. Mauro Ronaldo is making his return to the uh, wrestling yeah. announcer yeah. team. So I thought that was pretty cool. Shout out to Mauro. That's a big get for that, man. Yeah. And also shout out to Wardlow. Mauro's the man. Jeez, Yo, <laughs> shout out to Wardlow. Can't forget that, man. Shit. He's great. Hell yeah, Wardlow. Uh, guys, uh, episode 51. It was it was a fun time. Uh, next week, a year in the making of the, mm-hmm. the Wrestling Journal 2.0. Wow. Uh, 52 weeks. Hell, hell of a run. We'll get there, though. Uh, before that, guys, MVP of the week. Nikki Noodles. Oh, why, why do I always got to go first? <laughs> I, I gave you the break last week. You got to be ready, bro. <laughs> you know, it's oh, hard for to think on a, t- on a Saturday morning. He dropped he that his pump, coffee. Yeah. He dropped that Pat McAfee and peanut butter and jelly line before. I thought he was ready today. Uh, yeah. You know That's what? The best he had. Pat McAfee. He's back. Yeah. Back in the game on the announced team. Leading the charge for SmackDown. I like that pick, man. I like that a lot. Tommy boy. I'm going to go ahead of the table. Roman Reigns for his win at Mania. It's very good. And J3. Going with hashtag index. Okay. What Indy Hartwell oh, did <laughs> on NXT <laughs> this week was one of the funniest. I laughed out loud with her antics in the ring. That's the kind of personality and charisma I love. And the fact that she got carried away in Dexter Loomis's arms, I know Tommy was jealous. Oh, so <laughs> let me tell you. And when she looked back at the camera with a thumbs up and a wink, and then she fell back down, dude. 
come on. Come on. I fucking lost it. I Good loved stuff. it. So hashtag index for me. What a what a a thing that the way is done for Austin Theory and Indy Harwell, man. They mm-hmm. brought something out of both of them. Like Austin plays that dumbass that like I don't know, I love it. And then Indy put the funny <laughs> Dude, did you say, really quick? I'm so sorry. Did yeah. you see how he sold the eclipse off the top row? Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. He balanced like twice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was fantastic. Phenomenal phenomenal work down there. Oh um, my god, dude. I lost it. That was fun. That was a good main event. I enjoy, it wasn't like a oh my god, barn burn, but that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh MVP for me, I think, would be a three way with Rhea, Raquel, and Bianca. I oh. think uh, Oh, I thought very special okay, moment. Yeah, yeah <laughs> a three-way between. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, sorry, wrong show. Um, but yeah, I think that that moment was like really so hit. special. It was great. Yeah, it was really good. like I got super jacked up watching. It was like really cool. So, uh, shout out to all the women champions in WWE right now. Uh, besides Nia and Shane, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that's still rolling. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. Listen, people. Everyone, uh, enjoy this week. Take take a nice breather. Uh, no pay per views, just a straight week of wrestling. Recharge um, the batteries. Yeah, recharge the batteries and come back for our year anniversary. Our, on our, my birthday. On your birthday. Oh, oh that's right. Wow. Oh my hey, What a year! What a, what a present day. to me. <laughs> right. you, want the, you want the day off, buddy? You got the day off. I want to go, baby. It's All my right. birthday. I want. I want to keep. I want to keep the camera rolling, baby. This is. Uh, this is. I. I'm sorry. It spun right by me. I forgot. Why? Well, don't be sorry. Know, it's horrible. When we're coming over after that too. So yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's yeah. gonna be a great yeah, day. It's, it's a big day. It's a great party day. day. Dude, days of the boys. I got, I got Falcon <laughs> and Winter Soldier finale on Friday. I got the boys and the and and the and the significant others and the babies coming over on Saturday. We're recording our one year anniversary episode. I got a, I got a, I got a personal sh- guy coming to come barbecue for us. I mean, dude, it's a good day. Right. Dude, we're living large here, boys. Guys, what, what a way to ring in thirty-three! My goodness, I feel great. <laughs> Best I felt in years. Thirty-three, you look like you're twenty-five, man. I couldn't agree more with you. A chiseled twenty-five-year-old, <laughs> straight out of college. A little late though. Twenty-one. That's all right, people. <laughs> Everyone, uh, as always, take care. Stay safe. Say happy birthday to Edge Three.